Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vasic. You can find me on Twitter at Hashtag Kangas. So today I was joined by Mark Hello. Um, I was supposed to do an episode earlier in the week with uh, Brett Shardy, but unfortunately I came down with COVID on uh, Monday. I tested positive and was just uh, been feeling a bit under the weather uh, the last couple of days. So we've rescheduled for a Thursday. So I was feeling okay today and I thought, um, yeah, I'd get Mark on and, and talk about uh, last Friday's game, where it's sort of... Uh, where we're sort of at at this early stage of the season, we talked a bit about David Noble, about individual players, and we went through a deep conversation. Went for almost an hour, so uh, thanks to thanks to Mark for carrying me. Uh, I wasn't always uh, feeling the best during the interview, but um, yeah, managed to get through. And um, yeah, he brought up some really good points, and uh, we we had a great discussion as well. So, anyways, I won't hold you up anymore. I'll bring on Mark right now. So I'm joined once again by Mark Hello, who's. Uh who's in the wars himself with a torn meniscus, uh, Mark. So before we start, how'd you do that? Uh, too much running and getting too old would be the uh, easy, ex- thought, easy uh, explanation. I thought uh, you might have been uh, pressing the case for like a supplementary list player on the, on the list. Of the way <laughs> uh, yeah, look, although their, uh, their run and spread is not great at the moment, I think they could still do a fair bit better than me by a long, long way. I don't know. You'd be surprised, but uh, uh, that's uh, yes. yeah, that's uh, that's the way it's gone. So, all right, we'll talk about um, Good Friday. So, what did you make of the game? Um, well, put it put it this way: I, I was a lot more disappointed about Friday this year than I was last year. Although yeah. we, you know, we there was a fifty point difference in the deficit. Yeah. I, I thought I thought last year, although we got annihilated. Um, we, we were desperate. We were completely outclassed. We yeah. were, we had ter- we had a terrible run of injuries at the time that game was on last year. Yeah, I agree. Um, whereas th- whereas this year, I think the second quarter in a way proved how bad the first quarter actually was. Yeah. Um, the game I and mean, the game was over within you know it almost felt like it was over again like the Brisbane game within 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and. By the time that it was nine goals to one early in the second quarter, yeah, well, perhaps the Bulldogs and we start to have a crack. Um, yeah. But I, I and citing from the crowd's perspective and the the noise they made when North came back, and I was jumping off my chair and going berserk. But if anything, and um, I think they someone said this today on um, North Talk, it just shows how starved we are. Yeah. Uh, as supporters at the moment, I think we've our expectations were very low going to the start of last year, and and we obviously had some great excitement in the back half of the year, especially the West Coast win and the performances against GWS and Hobart and a few other, you know, a, few, a Carlton game in particular. Yeah. So I, I, I just I just think at the moment it's it's I'm, I'm trying to be a bit more measured about it myself, and I haven't been the last three or four days. I've been I'll admit I've been absolutely furious with. Um, it's just the lack of pressure that's upsetting me. It's not. It's not the fact we're losing. It's. It's the way we're losing that I'm finding so disappointing at the moment. I, I'm watching Adelaide and and I'm seeing what they're doing and I'm seeing the age of their list and how many kids they've got playing and how few senior players they actually got across the across the board. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously Tex Walker's helped them coming back in. That you know that yeah. that's one thing. But 
their level of pressure and intensity versus ours is the difference is so dramatic you know if you and i'm talking about across four quarters not you know there was one game against sydney where we were were pretty good consistently Mm. but the if you go back to the last adelaide game the round the final round of last season against adelaide through to where we're at now um there's only been little bursts of us doing that and i there i just Look, I'm sure I'm, we're outside the club, and I'm sure there are reasons why, and it's frustrating me. Maybe it's just frustrating me. That I don't understand why it's happening, yeah. uh, and, I, and I just don't have an answer. I'm, 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 you know, I'll be honest with you. When when uh, Noble said during the off season we've we've changed our full conditioning team, you know, 100 yeah. percent complete clean out, yeah. and we and he said. He said at the, near the beginning of the season, it's been like chalk and cheese what they've done this year versus what the teams have done previously. And they they talked about power. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'd, lo- I'd love to get an explanation. Okay, well, you've, you've, you've moved towards power. And I know Mitchell, for example, at Hawthorne went the other way and they've had the, the most torturous preseason ever, mm. um, according, according to their players, based on endurance. And run, they've never run more and everything else. And you watch the way they're playing; they they can run and spread like no one else. So yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that you know, we've got a lot of kids. So maybe building strength on them makes sense and power makes sense. But does that mean you just suffer for the first ten or twelve weeks of the season? You you fall backwards besides teams like Orphan for a while, mm. and it eventually and it eventually starts to pay off. But we don't know because we're to be honest, in my opinion, we're being fed cliches by the club. Yeah. Um, and mainly by by David at press conferences. So you just don't ever know. You just get told we're working on our defense, we're working on our fe- offense. We're we're happy with the way the the second and third quarter. Like you yeah. know, nourish. Not, we've talked about this before. The nourishment. This piece. What does this look like? All sorts of stuff to stop you finding out what's going on. To talk yeah. without really talking. It's politics. It's political type speak. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, it's so, so so we don't know. There might look. There might be. I, I'm. I should. You know. If if I knew those things, I'd be going. Okay. Well, this is why it's happening. You right. know, it, it's not just the where the because if, if if you just look at it from the outside looking in, it looks like there's a terrible disconnect between the coaches and the players. That yeah. they could go from the Brisbane game to the Swans game to the first quarter of the biggest game of the year for the North Footy Club, the mm. Good Friday game, where we're it's our own game. Mm. It, the expectations are massive, and you come out in the first quarter, and they're just we're just witches hats. Yeah. I mean, how ha, ha, how does that happen? It's just it's inconceivable. Now the players don't walk out in the ground going, "We're not going to try it." So uh, is it because there's a conditioning issue? Are they so worried about their own position that they're chasing possessions themselves, and they're not as worried about what to do when they don't have the ball? You know, that can happen. Yeah. But. I'd like to know, and we don't know anything. And then, and unfortunately for David and the club, people quite rightly like David King are going to keep coming out. They're not going to care what I say. I mean, I'm irrelevant. But someone yeah. like David King will come out and speak, and he'll yeah. hammer them. He's already said, I'm going to keep hammering them until they either improve or there's a change. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that that would be – and he, he carries a lot of weight in the media, and he's an ex-North champion. So that's – you know. Kerry does it. I don't think that people take as much notice because he's not. He doesn't. He doesn't have a. He doesn't seem to have a real passion for the club like David King does. No, that's um, not he, true. He, he makes comments about the club, and I'm not criticising Wayne Kerry as a footballer by any stretch. He's a superstar, yeah. Um, yeah. but he, he he doesn't come down to the club. He doesn't do a lot to try and help the club. When he talks about, he doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like he loves the club. But with David King, he absolutely it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so when he's and he's and he's you know considered a, a if he's not the the best analyst in the game he's one of the top few yeah so when he speaks it's going to have a um a big gauge on the way it's perceived both supporters in the media so if, if i was david i'd i would answer some of the questions that he keeps throwing up um rather yeah. than diverting about saying look we won the second and third quarter but sorry that was a very long-winded answer to what i thought <laughs> of the game on on friday but yeah. I, I just i look the second quarter was great for 15 minutes and then mm -hmm. i was you know the th it's like okay that was good we'll just and the bulldogs put the foot back down in the last half and and i just it was just a flat feeling to be honest yeah, uh, no, I couldn't agree more. I mean, especially that first quarter, I think uh, Ricky did a good article on shinbone.com sort of saying that um, in the first quarter, yeah. we weren't protecting the corridor. We were yeah. giving them far too much space in uncontested possession. No, they just sliced us open. They're a very highly skilled team. You know, you got uh, Bailey Dale, Caleb Daniel uh, from the back half, a number of others, and they'll just take an easy uncontested position. Marks, you know, 20, 25 metre chips through the corridor. It was just opening us up, and and yeah. we're protecting space along the boundary line, um, just in the wrong areas. And they were doing switches, and we weren't, um, you know, quick enough to, you know, uh, pick up on it and trying to, you know, stop them from going back through the corridor again. And Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. We're, we're and, just... Again, David King pointed all of that out in um, first crack the other night, just yeah. saying that they're just lost in terms of where their positioning is and everything else. Yeah. The, I mean, Ricky made another good point that it's an all-of-team – because. At one point, David King singled out Core, like, what's he doing? Where's he supposed to be? And, yeah. I mean, Ricky made a good point, goes, it's way before that chain of events yeah. Yeah, um, that yeah. led to that. And he goes, it's, it, it is an all-of-team problem, which is why I'm very reluctant to have a crack at any individual player at the moment, just because if it's an all-of-team problem, then it's a coaching problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so but I, yeah, I agree with what you say. Yeah, so in saying that, you're sort of... Um, you, You've kind of uh, put the onus on uh, David Noble uh, for this game. Um, I, I think I, I think the time I, I think he's had a reasonable period of time now to yeah. it's not to be saying we should be winning X amount of games, mm. but I, I, you can't con, you can't continue to go through till the end of this season. I'm, I'm not going to even say he needs to do it the next few weeks, but. Yeah. By the end of the season, you can't have us 18th with the ball, 18th without the ball, 18th um, for post uh, con you know, post clearance contests, etc., etc. Yeah. At some point, you've got to say, okay, what are we going to be? Um, we've got to rise up the ladder in pressure. Yeah. Just pressure, pressure acts. What, yeah. what what percentage of pressure acts do we need to be to be considered above average? Yeah. If we if we lose a game. Um, and we lose to that team in pressure acts, then there's going to be consequences for the, the worst four players in pressure acts that week. Yeah, yeah. It's just, there's just going to be, at some point, you've got to start to do something to make a change somewhere. I mean, mm. I, I'm just, I'm look, I'm just paraphrasing a lot of what David King said. Yeah. It, it, can't, it can't just be continuing that we're terrible at all of these things. And, and, and let's start with the things that don't require talent. We, I'm not saying we don't have talent, we do, but they're young kids, they're still developing. But effort, pressure, tackling, etc. Yeah. Hawthorne are doing it. And I'm not just saying Hawthorne, it's not just their senior players, their kids are doing it. John Newcomb, yeah. he's played five or six games. Yeah. Um, all their players, they're all buying in. All the Collingwood players, young and old, are buying in. 
he's not doing it apart from us is Essendon. It's us and Essendon at the moment who who are embarrassing to their supporters in terms of that effort around those things. And another thing with that, the clubs that you mentioned there are first-year coaches and we've gone into second-year coaches and that's where it's... uh, Maybe teams have figured you out a bit more or, you know, uh, players have relaxed a bit more and their pressure has just dropped off. You know, Brent Rutten's a second-year coach. He's starting mm. to feel the pressure now um, after a poor start, particularly on the weekend against Freeman. They were, they were terrible. So, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. But at, at some point, David needs to understand yeah. um, whatever else he's doing, that sooner or later, he will not be forgiven for a lack. If the if the team is not seen to be playing with a certain level of intensity, yeah. of winning or losing, that'll that'll be the thing that won't be forgiven. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, yeah. But there's time. There's extenuating circumstances. I just don't understand because I'm not close enough to the club. Um, but yeah. if I was if I was him, I, he doesn't have to go into detail or create a situation where he's he's giving up information that could hit stop us from winning games or whatever. Yeah. But he can he can give enough to say, look, there's some things we put in place during the off-season that's mm. probably caused us a situation where we're going to be late starters or we don't quite have the endurance we'd like, that, or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, or we're trying some different things that set, that set us back a bit, but that'll come good. Then. Instead, he's just saying, oh, I'm pretty happy because we won the third, second and third quarter put together <laughs> or... Yeah. Like, and support. To be honest with you, supporters looking at it and going, "If you're happy with that, I don't trust you anymore." Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's. Uh, uh, and that, yeah, go on. No, I mean it's as simple as that. It, like, there's only a certain amount of. Last year, you could get away with cliches, and everyone going, "Yep, no problem." But the yeah. problem is, right now, we're looking at Adelaide, and they're not accepting of anything other than a hundred percent effort, or that they've got a board member who's a bit. He's a bit loose, I must admit. Yeah. Um, ex-champion coming out and saying that's not good enough he, that was useless and, and look at the way they've responded yeah, that was yeah. just one one bad game we're we're on the run of five or six so <laughs> yeah true um not not that i want board members to come out and publicly start lashing the players and, yeah. and the coach i don't think that'll help but I, I don't think it's it's a good thing to keep referring to a rebuild as if it's a never-ending process i, I think yeah. you've just got to start focusing on we expect to win this week or um, regardless of whether you do or you're not, they've just got to change the mentality from it. Just everything's a learning process and uh, it, it's got to start to become about... Because um, the players then sort of accept it's normal to lose or it's normal not to have full full intent. Yeah, yeah. You know, it at least feels like that to us watching, but... Um, yeah. We can't play we can't four quarters either, can we? Like we no, I, fitness, I, I, fitness-wise, I, that's we can't right. Yeah. There's some, there's some, I mean, I'm, look... I, Again, just an amateur watching it. Something convinced me that what they've done in the off season has hurt their ability to run prop, to run out games, run out quarters. It's not. It's not even just the last quarter. They, yeah. They're ga- they're gassed in the middle of quarters. It's just there's something. Yeah. Um, whether they're trained the right training re- training regime. You, I, I, look, I'm assuming this, and I, I do know a little bit about the area, but uh, not anywhere near to the level at elite level that they're at. But I'm assuming if you focus very heavily on power, you can't do endurance and power at the same time to any great extent. Yeah. One's get one's going to suffer. Now it might be that they thought, well, we've got a big bunch of 18 year old kids, 19 year old kids in here. Yeah. Um, 
for the long term for their body and their ability to withstand the rigors of the game and um, improve, it might be that we spend six months with, with Powell and all these guys and start to build up their core strength, mm. um, their strength generally. And as a result of that, they can't, they're not going to be able to cope with as much running or they risk injury. Now, maybe that's what happened in the preseason. That's why, remember in the first game against Cawthorne, so many supporters were saying, why are we so tired? We're, we're off our feet and it's halfway through a quarter. Yeah. And that, that hasn't really changed at the end of round five. No, no. Um, so, look, there, there might be something to that. I, I, of course, I, if I was, the, I can understand why the club doesn't want to come out and say, look, we, we, our fitness levels in terms of running is terrible. It won't yeah. come good till the, to the last third of the season. Because yeah. uh, people go, why they, what the hell are you doing? But I, I don't think people, I don't think supporters would mind hearing that if that was the case. Because yeah. it looks weird to us. Why well, are you going, why are we unfit? That's what the average supporter would be thinking. Yeah, I, 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 look, from outside uh, looking in, you have to think that every player's got a different training program. Uh, obviously, midfield do a lot more running, so they would, you know, they would have to, you know, uh, do, you know, quick uh, three quarters old trials. Where someone like a pepper yeah. cop, predominantly a full back, would you know, ma- mainly deal with strength work and a little bit of uh, running. It, to and, me, that's yeah. true. That's true. But to me, it, it looks like I, I'm really only just talking about the. Yeah. Um, First, the first, the three-year players or even four-year players, they yeah. all look like they're five or six kilos stronger or bigger to me. And, and across the group, we look a bit like that. Now, yeah. that's that might be a great thing over the next over where we're heading in the long term. It just yeah. it doesn't it, it's not looking right now when you play a team like a, the Hawthorne who just run run you know, run you off your legs. Yeah. Um, and, and and it might be Hawthorne's getting some short-term wins out of this. Because yeah. they've 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 done this massive preseason, so they come out in the first seven or eight rounds and look amazing, and then they just collapse in the last half of the year. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's you, you've yeah. got to bear all the, bear all that in mind. But but it's it, it, it's a good question though. When you're a rebuilding side of one of those sides, is it better to come out and have a fly? Like see, Adelaide did this last year. Remember they won seven games, and most of their early season form last year, those seven wins, I'd say for sure the top. Five of those wins came in the first half of the year, mm. and then they they dropped right off. They beat us in the last round, but they'd fallen way off yeah. uh, for most of the second half. But you probably forgive that. So is it better to finish off the season flying? Yeah. Uh, but we did we did that last year, <laughs> and then get this horrible disappointment at the start of this year. So it's I, I'm sure there's there's different things going on that make it a bit more complicated. Whereas the experience side with you know a multitude of 150 plus game players like the Melbourne, the Bulldogs and other that have got a lot of experience in there, that yeah. they can remain consistent right throughout the year. Not so easy when you've got a very young side. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a it's, hard, it's hard not to be... It's, I mean, it's hard not to be jealous of uh, Adelaide and Collingwood, Hawthorne and what their young guys are doing and the way they're competing at the moment, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a fair point. Um, we'll go back to uh, last Friday. So which players do uh, you feel like played well? Um, if you if you've got any, <laughs> well, it's 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 not so much um, whether they dominate the game or not, but it's the same guys that I feel like are running their guts out and really working hard. Curtis Taylor and he got some great reward, particularly in the second quarter. Yeah. Um, Bailey Scott had I think he had the odd 22, 23 possessions. Again, ran really hard, worked hard, and mm. I and Lockie Young who uh, who went on to. Waitman, who's, who must—I yeah. didn't like. 
for free kicks. I was going berserk over that in the first quarter, but uh, yeah. he was doing my head in. That, I, I can't stand that. But anyway, he, uh, I thought he did a great job on Waitman um, after quarter yeah. time. And then, and then um, Sim, Simkin and LDU and um, Cherry, I thought had a, he got slaughtered by um, English in the first quarter, but fought hard for the rest of the game and yeah, ended yeah. up you know, with 20 possessions. So that, that was a good effort. Um, yeah. Larky fought till the end, ended up with four goals. Um, there wasn't a lot of other overall. There wasn't a lot great outside of that. I'll, I'll, yeah. Mm, what yeah. about you? Yeah, I yeah I probably uh, agree with uh, pretty much all of them. Um, outside probably four or five. You can't really say that uh, too many other players dominated their position. Um, no. Unfortunately, so yeah, I mean. It's uh, it leaves the door open for oh, you know, a lot of a lot of players in the reserves uh, after an impressive win, which um, which we'll get to later. You talked about Tristan Cherry. Obviously, he's the number one ruckman. Can you see Goldstein working as a forward? You kind of uh, mentioned this uh, in the preseason that uh, you probably didn't think he could work as a forward. Um, no. How do you see it now? No, I, I, I wish I was. I wish I'd been wrong about it. I mean, I love yeah, love love to, forward, but it's it's definitely not working enough. I, I think, look, you've got, he's got to be, I feel like it's unfair because he's clearly still a great ruckman, but yeah. uh, Cherry's got that position now, and um, I, I think he needs to be re- rested, managed, dropped, whichever way you want to put it, yeah. and I, I think, I don't think there's any choice now. I think if we can't have the ball just walking out of, don't take a contested mark, the ball's gone. Yeah. And, and we're not taking many contested marks. Yeah. Um, and and they're not they're not yeah it's it's not I look I think there's some issues around the whole forward structure and I think um, you know I think you guys have covered that in a few of the podcasts um, yeah, yeah. That, that hasn't been working brilliantly but um, I, I think it needs some speed and some flexibility in that forward line I think they're going to have to change it this week and I, th- I think and I think if they do it'll it'll be exciting. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of forwards to pick from this week. I mean, obviously, the former Paul Curtis yeah. and Charlie Common are a big talking point. And it sounds like uh, the club are almost promoting to get Paul Curtis into the team uh, through social media. And, uh, and Common. They've, yeah, they've, and they've, they've, they've got. I, I'd, I'd be shocked now if they're both not playing based on the social media stuff that came out today. Yeah. Um, I, was ha- I was half waiting for Bergman to have. Okay, they're all, <laughs> they're all playing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll burst. I'll burst into tears if they're both not playing this week. They've, yeah, they've got to play them. Yeah, I think you probably, like you said, Goldstein probably gets rested uh, or or dropped yeah. maybe. Um, we probably don't want to use that term on, term uh, with him, but um, yeah, no. I mean, like, like Charlie Combs is a very uh, agile player and uh, a lot more uh, of a natural forward than um, Todd Goldstein. So well, he, Paul, he's, he's good when he's good when the ball hits the ground. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, which is is very and um, quick. For 198 centimeters, you know, yeah. he's below his knees. Um, if Paul Curtis comes in, uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose someone misses out, like maybe a Kane Turner might have to go on the back line or gets dropped as well. Uh, mm. so, uh, yeah, Zerhard is back this week as well. So, can we fit them I all? Don't think, no, you can't fit them all. I, I don't think Zerhard and Ford are going to play on the same side. I think I, I, okay. I think it's it's tough. I'd rather see Ford stay on the side at the moment, the way he's going. I just, yeah. I just think there's so much upside with him, but I've got a feeling Zerho will come in and he'll go out. Yeah, um, a bit unfortunate. I, yeah, and I think one of... If they're both fit, I think one of Turner or Marnie will go out. 
it is yeah. it is unfortunate Ford. I, I think I don't think he's done anything wrong since the time. No. He, I don't think he's played a bad game in the seniors. Yeah. Um, but he look he might stay, and I might be wrong. But I, I, I it'll be it, it's going to be very if they drop Turner and Goldstein this week, I, I think it'll be very hard. But it'll be a very good thing for the club. I, I think you can't have a performance like that where the senior players on Good Friday barely. They barely touched. I think they know. I read in the the age or somewhere where there were five or six senior players, and they'd laid one tackle between them in the first quarter, and yeah. they'd had like half a dozen possessions between five or six of them. You, yes, that's not good. When you've got a young side, that can't happen. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel bad. In Tanner just gives his all and plays such yeah. a selfless game, but. Um, yeah. At some point, Curtis is kicking four goals. He's doing. He's fast. He's running people down. He applies pressure. He's got X factor. He's got beautiful disposal. And I've got a feeling he's the sort of guy. The way he's jumped from under 18s to VFL level, and even in the practice games, he seems to get better the, the higher the standard. He's one of those people that's like that. I, yeah. I've got a feeling when he does play, he's going to do really well. And Conlon's very similar. Yeah. So I, I think that, I, I don't know. I don't even look. I, to be honest with you, as long as they're playing, I'll be happy. I, I, who they, it's not going to be easy on who they drop, but I think Noble's going to have to prove that he's prepared to make some tough decisions this week because it's going to upset. You're going to upset people in the um, leadership uh, leadership group. You're going to uh, upset you know the greatest ruckman the club's probably ever had. Yeah. But we can't. You can't just keep going the way we're going. There has to. There's got to be a line in, line in the sand. He's going to make some changes. And I mean, even even Jane Stevenson's was just that was a, a you know, after he took. Two really big steps forward against Brisbane and and the Swans. I thought he was really, really poor again um, when it counted. So okay. yeah. uh, he he might he might well play again. I, I I'd give him another crack. Um, yeah. But I mean, you've also got Taron Thomas, who now they're saying is likely to play. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, this. And, uh... and then you got Cam Zuha. So yeah. you put. Competent Curtis in there. That's 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 a, and 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 does Powell who was um, was Powell the sub or did he come in late? Yeah, he's the sub came on for uh, yeah, Aaron right. So Aaron Hall so, came so so yeah, the only one definitely outs Hall is that right or is there another injury? That's no, there? he's only four weeks. Uh, Marnie uh, looks like if he gets through training, will play tomorrow. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's it as far as injuries go. Yeah, well, right. So there's quite a few. There's quite a few likely to come in, and there's going to be a bit of pain on who goes out. So no one's going to agree 100 percent on on whoever goes out. But if um, if they don't make those changes, boys, uh, and they stick with who they have, Noble's going to cop it from all sides. So yeah. I, I think I think he's got to he's got to say we don't accept what happened. Nine goals to one on Good Friday wasn't good enough. No. And the and the and the VFL side was outstanding, and the pl- and these players that were in that game were outstanding. They're coming in, yeah, which is unfair. Yeah, and I think that happens where half a I'm gonna get ahead of myself, but I think we're half a chance against Geelong. Yeah, especially in Tassie. Yeah, I in, agree. In Tassie, with an extra two day two days break than they've got, um, I, I think we we you know especially if Taron Thomas gets up and comes into that side. With yeah. Curtis and Combin, I just think it'll give us such a different look that they won't be expecting that we we might. And if if mentally they can get the players' heads right, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully we can do something. The only thing I'm just I'm just a bit unsure about where we're at in terms of um, 
this whole fitness thing or why we look so tired so often during games, that's just a bit of a question mark. But you know, I'm, I'm hoping against the Swans, we were pretty good. So hopefully this week we, we bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's exactly right. And um, we traditionally we've been last few years in particular we've been quite quite strong in Tassie. And it's probably not a bad uh, opportunity to go play up there against uh, Geelong because anywhere else, if we played at uh, Skill Stadium, it, it would have been another painful probably uh, uh, game uh, for for our supporters. So yeah, at least yeah. with this, we've sort of given ourselves a little bit of a chance. But you can't be too optimistic with what you've seen so far either. So. No. Yeah, I mean, you talked about uh, – we talked a little bit about Kane Turner. Do you think he goes out of the team this week? Yeah, I've, I've never said this before, but I think I think he might this week. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I think we have to have a different look on that forward. Like the, the ball is just being walked out of there so easily. Um, yeah. And if, if it's getting walked out and we're not getting goals from the small forwards – uh, and, and virtually no one's kicking goals apart from um, Larky or, or players drifting down, you know, playing high for, half forward like Curtis on the on the weekend or last Friday. I think they're going to have to try something different. You yeah. Know, if if Spicer was available at the moment, he'd be close too, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we probably need that speedy forward, but Paul Curtis is quite quick, so that'll that'll help. He is. I, I'm 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 very. I've seen enough of him to be feel really confident that he's. I'm very 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 pleased. Yeah. Uh, and I admit, and I admit on the on the night when they picked him, I was abusing them for not picking a key defender. Uh, yeah. But I apologise for that and take that back. I, as much as I think we do need a key defender, and we should have got one in instead of a coach. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, um, I I I think both Bergman and this is the two that I thought at the time we should have been getting its key defender was Curtis and Bergman. Um, I admit I was wrong about that. I think they're both going to end up being long term really good players for the club. From yeah, what I mean. Saying. I mean, I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference. I don't think we would have won any more games if we got a key defender in um, in a draft. No, and, that's and, probably and right. Where, where we're at, we just had to pick the best available. And I think we went Josh Goder. Um There's a guy from uh, that. Um, there's a key defender that was in Western Australia who got picked up on West Coast. There's Jai, one, Jai Amos. Yeah, it might have been him. I can't remember now. Yeah. So you know, I can't remember his name. But um, yeah, I think that was him. Uh, look, look, I, I was I was desperate for one because I, I, at the time I thought. Um, that's the one thing we uh, we absolutely do need one week. And look, oh, by the way, Matt McGuinness, twenty eight possessions, he really, really, really solid game. I was thrilled. Probably that was probably my highlight of the of the weekend in terms of yeah. the North Melbourne Footy Club was Matt McGuinness's game in the VFL. Absolutely, because yeah, it was unexpected. Left foot. He's got a very good left foot. Yeah, he got a lot of the ball, and he's just um, yeah, he's he's, 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 he's a lot smarter with his footy smart footy smarts than I realise. He he's. You're right. He's got a beautiful left foot kick, yeah. uh, and he he knew structurally. He was telling people where to go. I was really impressed with him. So uh, yeah. he probably needs to put on a bit of weight, but he's he's going to be a player for sure. That's great. But look, we do need key defenders. But yeah, you're absolutely right. They got the best available, and to Curtis in particular, he 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 will end up being an absolute steal from that draft. Yeah, um, where he's gone, I think that and, and Josh Josh Goder and Bergman are quite similar um, mm. type players, but. Goda's a bit more explosive, but Bergman's really clever and he's got a massive tank and he's uh, very clever with his decision-making. So I, I think I think the draft picks from this year have been really spot on. I, you know, I, I still I still think, you know, people... I know some supporters are really critical, but I still think Will Phillips will be a really good player. Yeah. Uh, he just ha- he, he didn't play the year before we drafted him. He has not had, you know, he's not had a, a good run at it at all. No, he hasn't. Uh, so I think, we, I think we need to be... 
patient. Powell will be a gun. I don't care if he's a little bit off at the moment or they're, they're trying to get him to do a bit more things defensively perhaps, but uh, he'll, he'll, be a, he'll be a gun player. Charlie's having a bit of second-year blues, I think, at the moment. Yeah. Uh, he's, he was he's, a bit he's, because um, I remember that first game against Melbourne, the practice match, he was yeah. really good in the, in the centre square. And then he hasn't played uh, pretty much there ever since. Um, they put him on yeah, a wing, that, half forward. That's and, right. Yeah, he, did, so. he didn't seem to get much of a go. He did. Uh, did, uh, did he go into the middle for the, in the VFL either on the weekend? I didn't. Oh, see he's him in the spell, middle. But um, I had um, yeah, I, I've seen Dom Tyson and yeah, a few others like yeah. that. What's that? Jones, Harry Jones in there as well. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah that's right. That, he should be being. He should spend more time in there in preference to those guys. I'd be. Uh, yeah, he, to just for his confidence as well, just to get him up, getting some twenty-five position games in the VFL. But um, yeah. you know, I'm sure they know what they're doing. But uh, he'll be okay. You know, I, I, I've got no criticism of the um, the drafting of the last three three or four years. I think it's been pretty good. There's been yeah. a few supports, few supporters um, bringing back the drafting from 2009. To, oh no, sorry, from 2013 to 2015, 2016. Yeah. Um, which, which is depressing reading, but I, I think we need to move on from that and focus on the squad we've got now. Oh, um, yeah, you can't live in the past, so... No, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's I mean, right. well, in the 2000s, we uh, we traded all our first-rounders for players like Thomas oh. and Hay and... Oh, and, don't bring that up, please. Yeah, Daniel know. McConnell and <laughs> so forth, so... Oh, yeah. it's just so many. It was horrific. Yeah, but um, that, that's the way it goes. And, yeah, yeah we, that's we, right. We can't look back now, so... Yeah, no. um... We've, we've talked about a couple of players that you feel like are in danger of losing their spot this week. Uh, Kane Turner. Um, Marnie. And, yeah, Marnie. Uh, anyone else you feel like is under a bit of pressure? I mean, Aaron Hall will obviously go out. So I, I, I think if there was anyone else to come in, Walker and Core would be under some pressure. Yeah, um, I don't think I'll drop Core, but Walker... No, 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 well, you can't drop him. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> literally, yeah, you Josh can't Walker. drop either of them. I mean, if McGuinness keeps playing the way he is, uh, yeah. I, I, Josh Walker's such a hard try and play. I mean, it's, it's yeah. no criticism of him and his, his effort. No. Um, but he shouldn't be... He should be a depth player for us. He should not be one of the first picked every week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. if Matt if Matt McGuinness keeps continuing to progress, he might be that third tall intercept type player yeah. that we, 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 are, we are so desperate for. I mean, it's just... You know, we haven't got anyone that's uh, Mackay's a. I love Mackay's a player, and he's he's a great. And he did a you know fantastic job on Buddy the week before. He's just very very good. He, he has to play on all the gorillas, and he does a great job. Yeah. Um, but but he's not a Darcy Moore. He's not going to do that. Plus, be an attacking intercept defender that runs the ball out uh, yeah. and sets us up as well. So we need someone like him. McGuinness, you know, can develop into that. That would be amazing. If not, we're going to have to find someone. We will have to draft some more at the end of this season for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, but, whether, I mean, who knows? Maybe in a couple of years' time, maybe Charlie Common goes back there if we've got enough yeah, forward. We could be that type. Sure. Of player. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, that's what tends to happen. It usually happens with, um, yeah, you look at uh, the Sydney Swans, um, uh, a defen- defensive uh, player that's uh, had those concussion issues, McCartan. Um, he's turned into yes. a defender that intercept well, play. It tends act- to happen act- with actually, those forwards. Who- that's a good point. Who was the Carlton player who had to retire because he um, wasn't vaccinated? Oh, Liam Jones. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't mind them bringing him for two years, to be honest. Yeah, well, it's all good um, now, so <laughs> with the respect. That, that's, yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it, 
for us with it with so many young kids in the side we're probably going to bring in some 18 year old key defenders someone yeah. like liam jones who's you just plug him straight in and he's going to be a very good player it'll just help a lot of the young kids around us because we don't having tarrant go out of that side mm. uh it's made it very difficult now on, and you go down the other end of the ground who's uh, zebel's now on the forward line yeah so over the forward line and the back line, we've got one very senior player. The rest of them are kids. Yeah. Basically. Um, so it, it does it does make it hard, and, and unfortunately, we don't. The senior players that we've got at the moment aren't really. Um, you look you look at Hawthorne. You look at Gunston, Bruce, hmm. um, O'Meara, Mitchell, yeah. and they're they're all dominating. So yeah. it lifts, it lifts, makes it so much easier for the kids if you've got three or four. And Ben Cunnington did that for us in the second half of last year. So yeah, you know, we, we we have to be honest. You have to be realistic and say without him, it's causing you know it's a bit been a bit of a disaster. But um, he's not going to be around been, forever. So we're going to have to deal yeah. with that. Yeah, I mean we've been without him for for a, a long time now. We've got to yeah, like you said, he's thirty one. He's obviously got his yeah. own personal health issues. Yeah, um, of course. So we, we don't know what his future is going to be like. So we, we've got, kind of got to, you know, get that next tier coming through. We've ch- yeah. moved on from Goldstein a little bit. Um, well, and, look, Simpkins yeah. are best and fairest. He, Simpkins in the midfield. He won our best and fairest. You know, Luke McDonald won the best and fairest. He's still a young player. Yeah, um, yeah. Jo- LDU looks like he's not far away from a top five finish in a best and fairest. Um, yeah, Taren, Tom, Taren, Thomas, Taren Thomas isn't far off it. So yeah. th- those guys now have really got to take a big step forward. And, and if they can do that, it'll help Will Phillips and Powell yeah. and a few of these guys. I mean, obviously, Jason Horn francis I mean, we don't even, I don't even talk about him because I sort of take him for granted now. We've got this <laughs> 18-year-old who's yeah. in our best players every week. But yeah. I'm, I'm, emba- I'm almost embarrassed that he, he, he's almost our best player in the, at the club without the ball. And yeah, he still yeah. picks up 20, positions, 20 possessions while he's tackling and pressuring that hard. Yeah. I mean, really, the, the, a lot of the players should be ashamed that he's coming in and doing that and um, doing it better than they are. Because it's not—he hasn't got the ball when he's doing that. He's—that's just effort when he doesn't have the ball. Yeah, um, I mean, we're, so we're kind he's going to be a great leader. He's going to be a great leader for that club. Oh yeah, he look—he he might, um, yeah. One, well, I think Josh Simpkin probably be the next captain, and he'd probably yeah, be yeah. straight after that. You'd yeah, have to think absolutely, and he'd probably be 22, 23 years old when that happens as well. So. Yeah, well, um, we'll see how we go. Um, yeah, I was thinking R2 Boston of Alagi might miss out this week as well. Was, yeah, uh... yeah. Well, I thought, <laughs> yeah, I, I, Perez, Perez has been playing on the wing mainly and he can go back. Mm. Uh, and, and Lockie Young showed himself to be proficient mm. against the small forward. So, yeah. um, I mean, who have they got in the small forwards? They've got Close. Does My, Myers mainly play as a small forward? Yeah, they've got Tyson so, Single. Um, they're not Myers. They're, they're not superstar. They're good. They're good small forwards. They're not amazing. So, I, I, they might give Adu one more chance, but he he'll be lucky if he plays this week. Yeah, I think he might miss it, and maybe Turner goes back. That's might yeah. keep Turner back in the uh, team. Yeah, that. that's a good. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Yeah, that, I don't think Turner might be this week. So, yeah. no way, no. Um, no. So, w- what do you feel about Jack Marnie? What do you think he's? I mean, he's a very clever, good player. Yeah, but I think it's a tough position because he's he's the only one that seems to be given the defensive pressure. He's not quick enough um, to. That's the only. That's the only thing that worries me about him is his speed. Everything else is great. Yeah, like he's not a Kaiser Pickett, yeah, where 
you know, he, no. he closes down on you really quick. We have to make a quick decision. He's not that type of player. Um, yeah, it, and the penetration on his, on his kick as well probably always has always worried me. Like, he can't kick mm. a ball more than 40 metres, really. Um, so that probably limits his opportunities to get goals as well. Like, he has to really get close. Um, so, yeah, his skills are okay. It do, mm. Yeah, I mean... They are. They are, absolutely. Yeah. He, I think he, 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 uses, he makes good decisions. It's just, you're yeah. right, his, his kicking is not great. Yeah. Uh, and, his, and his speed's not great. Those two things are a bit of an issue, but... Everything yeah. else, I, uh, everything else, you can't criticise. But at the, at the problem is, it, it uh, we haven't got anyone else quick on the forward line, so it, it just yeah. leaves us the ball just being walked out of there as soon yeah. as it hits the ground. Yeah. Um, so whether they might look at um, playing like Taron Thomas a bit more there on the weekend, someone that can you know probably put a bit of defensive pressure on, even though he's not a defensive player, but at least he's got a bit of pace. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, look, I think long long term, I think eventually we'll end up with Curtis and Spicer both on that forward line. Yeah, and, I you'll, have, and you'll have Com, Combin and Larky with yeah. those two, and then some different players rotating through with you know, and obviously Serha and others. But I, I just think you, you can't. It's it's all right for, for David Noble to say, look, we just want to copy Brisbane. We're going to have big lumbering ruckman down in our forward line, and that's all. That's all very well if you've got McStay and. Uh, you've got Danaher down there. These guys have plunked just about everything that gets down. And if they drop it, you've got Cameron. Uh, who's down there? That other gun small they've got from Geelong down there. Oh, McCarthy, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, McCarthy. So they're, they're all guns. So yeah. you can you can get away with a big lumbering ruckman down. It doesn't matter. No, that's right. Um, yeah. But we're like the ball hits the ground for us, and we've got about five slow people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We've got Todd Goldstein, yeah, chasing them, and yeah, so forth. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's gone. <laughs> and I mean, get a ball, and look at the Bulldogs. They've got Bailey Dale and people like that, and and Richards. They're all <laughs> super quick, and they just mate, they just tore us apart out of coming out of the uh, forward line. Yeah, highly um, skilled players as well, Caleb Daniel. So yeah, they just slice slice through us. It was just it was yeah, yeah it's horrible. Yeah, um, I mean. I'll talk about this uh, with you uh, moving forward. Um, there was an article in the paper the other day about, uh, you know, should we get a priority pick? What are your thoughts about that, based on the fact that we've won eight of, well, our, eight of our last 44 games? Well, I think I think amongst the billion angry tweets I put out over the last four or five days. You might not have caught this. My opinion was, if if we end up with a priority pick, David Noble won't have a job. The end of the yeah, season. yeah, and, yeah. and, I, and I, I think that's right. I think if it gets that bad that we're we're seen as a basket case by the end of the season, then yeah. I, I I don't think he'll survive because at the end of the day, he's a fifty. He'll be fifty five years of age. Not yeah. that that's an issue. His age is not a problem. But yeah. he never coached. He never coached a senior side before this one. Mm. And 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 if he's gone two years and we've at the end of that two years we're perceived as we're in such a basket case that we need a priority pick. I, I mean, even Carlton under Brent Bolton didn't get one. Yeah, yeah. So if we're already perceived at that level, I I, I can't. I, I don't. By the way, I don't think that'll happen. I I think I think like last year, I think we'll end up having a really strong finish to the year. Yeah. Um, and then I hope next year he he won't he can't afford for us to get it. To, <clears throat> You know, no. hitting round five, six, or seven, or eight with no wins. I think next year he needs to take a big step forward. But 
if, if we finish the season strongly, he'll be more than forgiven and, and it'll be okay. There's, there was probably extenuating circumstances that caused us to have a slow start that mm. we don't know about. Okay, we don't need to know about. We're finished well. Okay, everything's fine. If, if we're playing like we are now at the end of the year, I don't think he, he's there. We might get a priority pick. I'll be embarrassed about it yeah. as a North supporter. I don't, want us to, I don't want to see us do that. That's never been part of our DNA. Yeah. Um, we don't even like we don't like coming last. It's happened once since 1973, I think. Yeah, um, might, in, might happen pretty soon. So, <laughs> yeah, well, it's only happened. So I've, I've I've been watching North since the 1976 Grand Final. It's the first game I went to. Uh, no. Cried all cried, cried all the way home as a yeah. seven year old, um, <laughs> and um, I haven't seen us come last that whole time till last year. Yeah. So, right. I'm look. If we come last, it's no big deal. But if it's if it's so pitiful that we're we're looking at a priority, a priority pick. I'd imagine that means we're getting thumped by 100 points uh, yeah. a number of times between now and the end of the season. And, and it looks like there's no hope for the club. When the, the AFL's starting to panic, feel like yeah. we're going to have to do something to prop this club up because they're going backwards so quickly. That, that's how hard it is to get a priority pick. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, I, I, and I, I know David Noble mentioned last year, I'm pretty sure he, he wouldn't want to mention it this year. He wouldn't want to say that we should get one this year. I don't, I don't think he'll be saying that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... There's a lot of talk uh, this time uh, 12 months ago, especially after the Good Friday thumping against Bulldogs last year as well, that we should have got a priority pick. But that um, that uh, dissipated pretty quickly in the second half of the year when we were more competitive. And it looked like yeah. at one stage after the Carlton game last year that we weren't going to win a wooden spoon. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, and I think the same. I think the same thing will happen. I don't. I think he made a mistake even mentioning it last year. Oh, sorry, he didn't mention it. Someone asked a question and he said, "Yep, yeah, we should do it. Why not?" I don't. Th- I don't think he'll he'll fall for that this time. I think he'll say no. We won't need it. Um, yeah. Let's just wait and see what happens by the end of the season. But we expect to improve. And the the club and the players and the supporters don't want to hear the coach talking about priority picks mm. um, midway through a season. Last year, okay, fine. So, but we just got rid of about half of our list. You can't then ask for a priority pick the, yeah. the same <laughs> season. Yeah. Um, it's like that's our decision. We've decided on this rebuild. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I, I don't want favours from the AFL. Let's just do it ourselves. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was a bit I, different I, with I, Gold Coast. Um, they they lost a lot of players. Um, they all they pretty much left, so they called well, on well, propping up. Well, so. that that is a that is a true basket case. You're talking about a, a club that's got no you know any um, legacy. It's been around for a few years. No one wanted to go there. I mean. Even mm. Brisbane, I, I don't think Brisbane got one, did they? They, they were in real <clears> trouble at one stage. Were they, no one wanted to stay there. They just everyone was leaving. Yeah. Um, yeah and, then, and up until this latest, um, you know, group came together, uh, yeah. and they got their coach in there, who's doing, you know, he's doing a great job. And, and Noble was one of those people that came in at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really but, um, yeah, I, I think he should also just forget everything he, he thinks about North playing the same way as Brisbane. Game style, that's fine. But everything, everything else, I think he needs to look. This is the players we've got. We're gonna like forget the two ruckmen, forget the whole. We just, it's a different side. Um, yeah. And um, he keeps talking about speed, but you, I, I, I'd forget. I, I wouldn't worry so much about speed. I just worry about pressure. No, there is yeah. not one team in the AFL who's competitive who aren't elite in pressure. No, that's right. Like, look at St Kilda. St Kilda's jumped up the ladder, and you have a look why. It's to do with those. It's those things. It's the it, and Melbourne admitted that after I think it was they made that preliminary final, and they collapsed back down the ladder. They basically said, "All right, we're going to stop being selfish. 
It's yeah. not about when, when we've got the ball, it's about what we do when we don't have the ball. Until as a group you get to that point. And yeah. it's hard because you're back. I mean, if it was me, I'm trying to make my, I'm 19, I'm trying to make my way into the side. You're thinking about getting the ball. You're not thinking about stopping someone else getting the ball or yeah. protecting space and stuff like that. I can understand how that's tough. But you just have to set a standard and go, if we, you don't want to do that, you're definitely not playing the seniors. You can no. chase the ball in the VFL if you want to, but you won't play in the AFL until you do that. And look, maybe there's a bit of that with what they're doing with Powell, who's a ball magnet, and it must be hard. It would be hard for him not to just go chasing the ball. Mm. And, and they might have that with a number of players. But uh, I don't care. I just, I, if we're going to lose games, I just want to lose games with absolute pressure, tackling, everything else, all the mm. non-negotiables that I think most supporters are frustrated about. Do all that well. If we lose, I couldn't care less. Yeah. Right? We're develop, we're developing this year, next year. Just do those things well and the supporters will be happy. I think that's why most supporters are frustrated and upset at the moment because it's not the true – we're used to North Melbourne. I know a lot of supporters don't like Brad Scott, but mm. th there weren't many, many games during his tenure where we didn't give 100%. And, yeah. and certainly that was the case in Dean Laley and before yeah. that. So we're not used to seeing us um, looking like we're not – I don't mean not trying because, of course, you're always trying, but it's just – the intensity level being where it used to be. I think that's what people think of when they think of the shin bonus spirit. And I just want to see that back. Yeah, well, we showed signs against Sydney and then it was just a big step back uh, last Friday, particularly in the first quarter. It felt like the last quarter against Brisbane. Again, we just continued on that form. So, yeah, I 100%. mean, in saying Brad Scott, I don't think uh, he's got uh, many people who like him at the moment. So, no, no, no. I probably should mention him at all, but the, I know <laughs> he's, he's, that, he's that unpopular amongst the North people. It's amazing. But, um, yeah, I, he's, I, he's that unpopular against uh, amongst the public at the moment, uh, to be honest. Yeah, well, Scott, the, the two Scott brothers, just they just, <laughs> apart from, I think, even Geelong supporters hate. I, I live in Geelong or in the region on the coast down here. I can tell mm -hmm. you now, Geelong supporters can't stand him. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> just, there's something there's something about the Scott brothers that just people do not like. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know he's got an insane winning record. <laughs> and although yeah. he's flopped, he's flopped in finals generally since that premiership, and that was yeah. you know really on the back of Thompson. But um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just they annoy people. It's a, just the natural thing for them. It's yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> well, talking about Chris Scott, well, we've got Geelong this week. Um, you hope to see a bit of a bounce back against uh, Geelong. Yeah, well. You know, I'm not saying I'm a gambler, but we're paying five dollars. So I might, I might have a crack at that. I think we'll have a go. I think we'll have a real crack at it this week. I yeah. think um, if we get, if we we're going to upset anyone in this year, I, I think this week's a fair chance to have it. One, it's at Hobart. Geelong have got to come off a short break, having played on Monday. I think we're going to get some um, exciting injections to the side that Geelong won't be ready for, like Combinant Curtis. If uh, if uh, Taron Thomas comes in and Zerha. I think that's four really big inclusions, and I think so. I think we'll be suddenly be a lot quicker. Yeah, uh, it won't be as easy to run it out of our forward line or intercept mark. Um, and I would hope that um, our contested ball and midfield will have a you know much better much better influence, particularly early in the game. So yeah, I mean, and we I haven't seen us play a bad game in Hobart. So I'll be yeah I'll be, I'll, I think we're a big sneaky chance this uh, this Sunday. Yeah, I think we'll put in a good uh, competitive performance, but um, I think they'll overrun us. Just the mature bodies of Geelong probably just overrun us in the second half. Yeah. Probably get quite a three possibly. or four win or something like that. So, quite yeah. possibly. But if, if we're not competitive this week, I'll be really worried. 
because yeah, 100%. Even, even if we are, I'd be more, I'll be more, I'm going to go, I'm going to the Carlton game the week after. And, yeah. and that, I think we'll, I think you're right. I think, look, we, we might well go down by four or five this week if, if we get overrun in the end. Yeah. But I, I think we'll, I think we'll put up a good show this week. It'll be really upsetting if we do that and then do um, fall back again against Carlton. I think that's at Marvel, I think, and there'll be, hopefully be a lot of North supporters there. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's a Saturday night game. I, I think um, that's the game we really need to save. We played well against Geelong, and let's hope that happens. And yeah. we're going to keep we're going to keep going now for the rest of the year. Uh, I, think, yeah. I think that'll calm everyone down. I feel like all right, settle down a bit. Uh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, uh, well, we'll get we'll see. And, I'm we not, I'm not, and, and not and we're not talking. I, I think most supporters look. I know some supporters grumbled that we lost against Sydney and got angry with Atu and all that stuff, but. Majority of supporters were just really happy to see the intensity yeah. change back the right way. And I think that's all we're after for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. I couldn't agree more. Uh, anyways, Mark, uh, I think I've kept you on long enough. Um, yeah, we've, uh, we've detoxed. Uh, we've uh, told <laughs> from last Friday. There's obviously been a, a lot of on a lot of your shoulders the last few days, so it's good to uh, release. Um, yeah, no, yeah, did you want to add anything else or...? No, thanks, Dino. I've been um, I've been raging for four or five days, so you've, you've, <laughs> you've helped cool. me unleash some of it and uh, vent. Now I'll, be, I'll probably be calm for the rest of the week. That's great. Yeah, it's like a deep meditation. You, we got that's, into that's, one today. So, yeah, it's very therapeutic. Right. Time, so just all about these things. So, yeah, communicate. So yeah. Anyways, Mark, thanks for coming on uh, such short notice. So yeah, I really pleasure. appreciate it. No worries, mate. Always always a pleasure. So thanks to Mark for coming on the show once again. Um, that's it uh, for today's show. Uh, I will be back tomorrow with Brett Shardy. Uh, yeah, like I said, I have had uh, COVID uh since Monday, I pretty much had it on Sunday. I think. I think there was a faint line showing through the, um, not the rapid test, and then I did another test on Monday. I was wasn't feeling well. Um, feels like I got a bit of a head cold. Uh, struggling for energy a bit and um, yeah took another test on Monday and unfortunately tested positive so yeah just wasn't feeling uh, up to doing a podcast Monday or Tuesday uh, today I felt a little bit better so I thought I'll get uh, Mark on and um, yeah and I'll be back tomorrow and we'll talk a little bit more uh, about uh, the upcoming game with Brett on Sunday so yeah it's uh, good to be back um, sorry if uh, you guys were hanging for a podcast on Monday unfortunately like I said uh, yeah things happen and uh, things change so yeah um, I, I am feeling a lot better if in case uh, any anyone is wondering but um, yeah that's it anyways I'll, like I said I'll be back tomorrow and today I will leave a shout out to David King bye for now